It's a UFO outside. What? You not hear that? No. No, that's just the word podcast intro. Yep. Word podcast episode 74. Go! <laughs> now I'm sad I didn't hear it. That's okay. I'm I'm replicating it for you. Sounds unearthly. It is. It's extra terrestrial. <laughs> There's extra earth. <laughs> yeah, that's what Anyways. Anyways. Focusing. Focus. Focus. And these thoughts. Focusing. We send these thoughts. Did you watch that John Stewart th- or uh, John Oliver thing? Mm, I don't think so. Oh, he was making fun of. He was talking about Tibet and the whole, you know, the 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 thing going on with Tibet that's been mm-hmm. going on with Tibet forever, like forever, yeah. And uh, the he showed a clip of the guy, the main actor from Pretty Woman. Know what I'm talking about? Is it uh, Julia Roberts? No, the actor. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who his name is, but you know who what he looks like? Vaguely. Okay, so it's that guy, and he's like at an Academy Award, and he's like talking about Tibet. It's like we have to send our thoughts. Oh my god! Our positive <laughs> thoughts to them. These thoughts. These thoughts. Uh, it was pretty funny. Why was John Oliver calling back to that? Because. It was about Tibet. Well, so that that led into because then it cuts back to John Oliver going these thoughts, these thoughts. Wait, these thoughts, these thoughts were meant for Moonlight. <laughs> Moonlight was supposed to receive these thoughts, and he pulls out an Oscar oh. envelope and it says Moonlight. I thought Moonlight won some stuff. No, it did, but that was the whole thing with the Oscars is that they accidentally gave it to uh, La La Land. Right. And then all the people from La La Land went up. Right. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, actually, it's for Moonlight. I didn't watch that clip because that would have been too uncomfortable for me to stand. I didn't watch the Oscars. I'd have been like, <laughs> no, I didn't either. We were, we were, we were in Raleigh. We were in Raleigh, we actually. Were at playthrough game convention. Hi, Wendy. Since I haven't introduced you yet, <laughs> Wendy Rivera. Hi, Dylan Alvento. Full glass of wine. <laughs> hey, don't tell him that. To go go down smooth with this podcast. Yeah, I'm classy. Yeah, yeah, very classy. Uh, yeah, so we were going to do a podcast down there. Um, that didn't happen. We were so fucking tired. Yep, we that. literally passed out when we got back. No, we didn't. We like sat up like well, zombies. Yeah, we had to eat and stuff, and then we passed out. Eat and stuff. I was in that special state where I was so tired, I didn't care what we watched. <laughs> I could I could have watched anything. So we watched some trash television. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. It was trashy compared to what we normally watch. Sure. We watched... It was uh, like actually television and not Netflix or anything like illuminated that. Illuminated television. It was HBO. Okay. So we were just watching all yeah. the movies and shows that came on HBO. Not Jerry Springer level trash. We watched... Um, what was that movie? I don't even know. I keep, Every time I try to think... It was like Nick and Nora go to a wedding or something. <laughs> Nick and Nora <laughs> make a porno. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Yeah, I can never remember the title of that movie. But it's the one with uh, Zac Efron and uh, the guy from Al- uh, Workaholics and uh, Aubrey Plaza and the one from uh, Pitch Perfect. Oh, what's her name? The Redhead? Yeah, she has an autobiography out. An autobiography? Yeah. I don't know. I forget her name. She's cute. She's like 30. Why does she have an autobiography now? Because she's cute. They make a meme it's pronounced autobiography. What did I say? You're like, you put the stress on like toe. You're like, autobiography. 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 An autobiography. Yeah, but she's not that old. Mm-hmm. What, she, what, what did she write in that? Hey, I starred in some shitty films and... I don't know. It's a pretty thick book, so... She's got a lot to talk about. That's how I like them. But yeah, we watched that movie. Uh, it was funny. It was funny. <laughs> The best part is the part where they talk about wedding crashers and <laughs> yeah. how much how much they like wedding crashers, but it's also like a garbage movie. But like this movie is basically wedding crashers just with a kind of different premise. But I think it was like a lot better because I didn't like wedding crashers, but I liked this one. I think because it like realized it was silly and it went with it, 
Whereas Wedding Crashers tried to be faux serious and like, oh, I have this problem. But are you talking about? Are you is that complaint levied against Wedding Crashers or just Owen Wilson? No, because you just did an Owen Wilson voice. No, I didn't. That was. I guess Owen Wilson's more like. Wow. Excuse me. Wow, that's a problem. How was that for Owen Wilson? I was all right. All right. He would make a good Waluigi. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Speaking of playthrough and Waluigi. Yeah. Well, hang on. Let me fix that segue. <laughs> Speaking of Waluigi. Bringing it back. At playthrough, we saw several Waluigis. All female. Yeah, a lot of uh, cross-gendered. Gender swap. Gender swap. Cosplays. There was a girl Bowser. Yeah, there was a girl Bowser. What else was there? There was a girl Toad, which I guess Toad can be female. Toadette. But isn't that a different character? Yeah. She has a pink mushroom head. Well, then, no. We saw a girl toad. She has a pink mushroom head and then, like, pink mushroom pigtails. Oh, I know who you're talking braids. about. braids. Yeah. I don't know. No, They're this not... was definitely a girl toad. Because it was white with red spots. Yeah. And she played our game. Or your game. My game. Your game. My I game. I felt like it was my game our because games. I was working the booth Yeah, isn't, well. that, isn't that good? Yeah. When it's like you get, you feel like you have ownership well, over it. That was my motivation. I had to tell myself. <laughs> What's my motivation? <laughs> I had to tell myself I'm doing this because I'm invested. You are invested. I am invested. But every because time. Because you're my girlfriend, you support me lovingly. And yeah. And all my endeavors bankrupt us. <laughs> huh? But if someone asked me a question about the game and I responded, with well, shuffling through note cards no uh. but if i responded with oh well dylan's game does this or well dylan does this it was much easier to say well we decided to do this or yeah. our game does this it was just easier to put myself also, in your guys' shoes also sound like you have more authority when you right tell someone that. right and that's what i figured and i mean when people get booths for like bigger events like i'm sure i'm gonna go to pax and there will be people manning booths that are not developers on mm-hmm. that game they're just there because like hey they get a free the ticket the packs or something well, i mean group I oh mean, my god i can be your groupie no you can be my roadie no groupies oh so i gotta like haul speakers and guitars <laughs> and crap. I, I haul that shit <laughs> the non-existent speakers and guitars <laughs> yeah, the groupie that gets to do fun things too <laughs> <laughs> i take drugs <laughs> yeah no, none of that was going on. No, it was a pretty low-key convention. It was, it was very small, but I liked it. Yeah, like uh, Tim emailed me today, um, and he said that they had about 2,500 people, I think. <laughs> Which, so They're brothers. They are brothers. Well, Tim, Tim and Chris are. That was weird to me. Duffy's not. And John isn't either. John is Duffy. Oh. He goes by Duffy. Right? I, didn't, no, I didn't know that. He, he doesn't go by Duffy. People they just, call him Duffy? They just started calling him Duffy, and he's like, well, I guess that's my nickname now. Oh, I, I don't know. He introduced himself as John, so he's John to me now. Yeah. But yeah, John comes up to me, and he's like, hey, Wendy. I'm like, uh, how do you know my name? And I didn't realize I was wearing my name tag. Yeah, he's seen, they're, they're all great. They're all really nice. Yeah. John, John and uh, Chris are going to be at PAX, and they're going to come to our, our panel. Which is in two days. Ooh. Two days flying out to Boston tomorrow morning. You excited? I'm excited. I'm not ready. That's all right. I mean, I, no I'm, one's ready. For I'm, re- I'm ready enough, but I uh, picked a morning flight. That's the best time to fly. You don't want to fly like halfway through the day and then your flight gets canceled and then you got to fly out the next day or whatever. But I'm getting there at 10. 30 and our airbnb doesn't open till four and there's no luggage storage in the boston airport so i have to go out i'm thinking of messaging because it's 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 an apartment that we're staying at so there's going to be like a uh the realtor or whatever their office is part of the unit oh so it might actually be ready and you could like see well maybe but i was just thinking messaging them and say hey can i stow my stuff in your office or if the apartment's ready. <sighs> Maybe. I'll have to message him. I, I, I'm i not betting my chances on that. But there's like um, 
water taxis. And there's one water taxi company that will s- store your luggage. So I might just buy a ticket and ride the little boat across the Do you have to stay harbor. with your luggage while they store it? No. The whole point, it's like, it's basically airport storage. Like they have oh, a pass. It's like it's airport storage. It's not on the water. It's in their offices, which is on a, on a dock. So when does the boat stuff come in? Because you, you call the boat and the boat, boat and there are like designated like piers where the boats can stop and you jump out onto the boat on those piers and they'll harbor you across the bay. And they take you to where your luggage is being stored? Yeah. They take oh, you like okay. like the hub, the central hub, the office for that specific boat taxi. Um, you can pay a fee to store your luggage there. And that's and that, usually for people that are like have layovers and right. they're less in the airport all yeah. day. But I'm just doing it to like, hey. I'm, right. You got a few hours to burn. Yeah. I have a lot of hours to burn. And then that boat will then take you on your next destination if it is well, it's supposed accessible to, by port? Well, it's supposed to be you use it for your layover and then go back to the airport. Uh, so they'll take you back to the airport. Well, no, because there are other stops and there's a stop like right next to the convention center. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know, there's a lot of play. I need to pick up the passes tomorrow because Will Call is open from like 1 to 7 on Thursday. Oh, yeah. So I'm just going to, I need to go do that. Um, maybe if they let me check out the convention and just check out where the theater is because we're in the uh, the Chucklefish Theater. No. <laughs> that's in that's the, from That's Stardew from Stardew Valley. Valley. <laughs> the Cuttlefish Theater. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley, so Dylan's probably seen that logo a little bit too much good logo. the past few days. I like that logo. You like that logo? Yeah. I like that. I don't... I've always wondered if it's pixelated because that's the way they do their logo or if they like made it that way because of Stardew Valley. Um, Most of their games are sprite art because mm-hmm. they, they made... Or they didn't make... They published Starbound. I want to say Risk of Rain... Maybe Terraria, and they're publishing that new game Wargroove, which is the the um the Advanced Wars clone. I and that looks cool. I don't think that's going to be at PAX though. Mm-hmm. I want to check it out. And I got to plan what games I want to look at at PAX for our panel. Is this really hard thing because I want to specialize the panel in uh, very obscure games. That right. I think people wouldn't have heard about. Right. But it's hard to do because then I have to go out and research stuff. And I'm like, okay, now I know about this game beforehand. Is this a, as obscure as I think it is? So knowing what I know about PAX, you could just like come in and be like, hey, I found this cool game called Peak. <laughs> you probably haven't heard of it. I have it on my laptop right here. <laughs> you can download it for free and that's how I got it. <laughs> it's crazy. I didn't even need to come, come to PAX. Download this game. <laughs> yeah uh pax is huge so good luck huge. finding well that's why i'm planning everything that's why i'm planning and then parsing down what you want to talk about um i want to check out uh sumo digital is showing a game called snake pass which is basically like a banjo kazooie game but you play as a snake um banjo kasnaki banjo kasnaki uh the ultimate chicken horse guy is going to be there and I want to go say hi to Rich. The um, Dragoon. Remember that cloth board game we saw yes, last year? That's it was gonna, pretty. That's going to be at the indie tabletop mm-hmm. area. Um, and I want to check that out. That's one thing that I felt bad about playthrough was that I didn't look at the booths that had board games. because there I a felt, lot of vendors. Yeah. There were a lot of booths with board games or card games in them. And I didn't stop at them because it feels like that's an investment to like right. get to know a game because that's something you sit down and do. Whereas the booths that had video games, you're just like, oh, come up, press a few buttons. Oh, okay, that's fun. And then you leave. Yeah. That's how I play games. But I feel like I would enjoy the card games and the board games more because that's the kind of game that I like. Would you want to go to PAX Unplugged? Mm. See, I don't know if I want to go to Boston again. It's not in Boston. Oh, it's in Philly. It? Mm, see, I don't want to go up north again. Well, I hate to break it to you, Wendy, <laughs> but like a lot of things are no, see, north I, of I where like we going are. To Raleigh, because we went to Raleigh and it was cold, quote unquote. But cold for Raleigh is like fifty degrees, and that was all right. 
So are you telling me the only PAX you're going to go to now is PAX South? Yeah, I'll I'll be your correspondent that goes to PAX South. Uh-huh. And I'll do all the research, and I'll play all the games, and I'll let you know what I find. Oh, cool. Uh, you'll pay your own pass. Well, if I'm, if I'm own, an employee, then sure. Your own plane tickets. Yep. You're an employee. Yep. When did this happen? If I get a stipend for what? working for one I don't even games, get a stipend. Well, if you want to hire me for your... I never said that. <laughs> well, then I guess you don't have this a is like you, going down This is south like you, for you walking into the office and just being <laughs> like, tell you what, I do this for you. I, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey. Just a scant hey. $100,000. Hey. What? I'm applying for jobs right now, so I'm in that mindset. I'm filling out my application to be a teacher at the moment. And they, they won't pay for you to go to PAX, just letting you know. No, I know. But I'm filling out my application. It's online, so I could like do it whenever I want. But then also, I'm going to school every day as a student teacher. And so every time I go to school, I'm walking in there like, all right, every day is like basically an interview. Better do my best. So do you like get to pick schools at all? I really want to work at the school I'm at right now. So that's why I feel the pressure to do well when I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you do your application. You get some offers for interviews. You go to the interviews. Yes, ultimately, you pick where you want to go. But it depends on what offers you get. Mm-hmm. So it could force you either way. Mm. Like, sure, if you get a bunch of offers and your top pick is in them, you go for your top pick. But... Not everyone gets their top pick. Are you worried you're not going to get any offers? No. I'm a special circumstance because I'm doing RTR and we get priority. The Richmond teaching residency. So the hierarchy for hiring this year is going to go. The hierarchy. First is going to go current teachers that are transferring. They get top priority. Like transferring within Transferring within the district. Yeah. So they get top priority. Um, and then after they do that, then basically they'll look at RTR candidates and then they'll look at the new candidates. The newbies. Yeah. So we've got a pretty good playing field to work with. That's not bad. Yeah. It's still nerve wracking though. Oh yeah. Getting a job is always nerve wracking. So if that doesn't pan out, I'll just be a ward games roadie for a few years, I guess. Yeah, just a few years. <laughs> Until the coke habit takes me. <laughs> Seeing the needle and the damage done. <laughs> uh, Yeah, so I just put up the second playthrough panel. Today? Today. Today. I caught the tail end of that. Yeah, I think both those panels went pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a nice diverse group of people up there. Yeah, you mentioned like board and card games. Victor Slaughter from Vandal Entertainment. He was up there repping the tabletop stuff. Everyone else was a video game developer. But yeah, that was really cool. It was, um, really enjoyed my experience. Really enjoyed doing that one with Tim, Chris, and John. Really want to thank them for having us down and being so welcoming and everything. And it feels cool, you know, being someone that's starting out on their thing and talking to someone that's kind of in another segment of the industry starting out as well. Are you talking about our neighbor? Mike? Mm-hmm. No, I was talking about playthrough oh. in general. I'm talking oh, about the convention. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. But yes, we were next to Route 76. We were next to Mike Odom, if you remember him from last summer. Uh, He's a cool dude. He is cool. He's so nice. He's one of the nicest. He's got a really cool game. One of the nicest human beings. He drove he drove up in his wife's Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> and I was like I wanted to believe that was his car though. Well I came up and I was like, You like the Beetle? He's like, No. <laughs> this is my wife's car. I do not like it. What's wrong with it? I don't know. It's probably em- emasculating. Or something. Not enough leg room. Also, it probably didn't not enough storage in there, especially if you're you know, he has yeah, TV I mean, and we everything. Had the Subaru and we had that thing packed. Well, it wasn't packed. I could like see. 
Well, you through can the still back see window. through the yeah the window, but I've packed an expedition before up to the brim. But, yeah, not well, being able to see outside like of it. That was like moving me to college. Yeah, so it wasn't quite to that scale. Uh, yes, Wendy has a lot of shit. You know what? What? <laughs> what? But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, want to do it uh, next year? Um, maybe do some more panels. But yeah, I would like that to be kind of the reoccurring con i go to and kind of grow mm-hmm. with it as it grows apparently we get a if we for attending there we get a discount if we want a booth at a east coast gaming convention no east coast developers conference mm-hmm. basically the the east coast version of gdc and um which would make the booth the same price as the booth i paid for at playthrough but and tim asked me but i i said no because um it's like Right after PAX. Mm-hmm. And I just Not I just ready can't. for the commitment. And there's some something else. That's ca- oh, South by Southwest is happening like a week or two after PAX. And I, I, couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't go. And like the people that are going from GDC straight into PAX, I'm just like, God help you, man. Animals. Like, but could you imagine doing that like GDC and then the PAX and then there's something like South by? Because like South by is big. Mm-hmm. South by is big. I want to go to MAGFest. I heard that's fun. It's a lot of fun. You'd like it. 24-hour DDR. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Um. So, you've been playing Stardew Valley. Oh, yes, I have. Well, we have... There have been plenty of games that have come out in the interim since anyone has last done a podcast for the Ward podcast. Uh, Night in the Woods came out. For Honor came out. Neo Automata came out. Uh, what's the other big one? Oh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out, which I hear is really good. Just a lot of games, but you decided <laughs> to play an old game, which uh, is fine. I like to stick with what I know. Yeah, uh, I know that. <laughs> no kidding. But you are so far farther than me in that game now. So when you load your new game and you have multiple saves on it, you, it shows you how far in time each save is. Well, the play the play count, like the hours played. Is right, that you're but about? it tells you the season and the year that you're in. Right. And Dylan has always been ahead of me ever since we got the game. Well, finally, I've, I've gotten way ahead of him, and I'm on year two. Count them, two. <laughs> two? Count them, two? <laughs> Marshmallows. marshmallows no but i thought this is like something that would never happen because the seasons <laughs> you giddy about it yes the, oh, oh. the seasons are so long but when you really look at them they're only like 28 days or something like that we wanted what did i want to do the other night where you're like i'm not doing it until i finish uh winter. i like i don't know laundry or something you want i was asking if we could do something. Yeah, you, you s- wanted to do something. And and said, I was like, no, I just need to finish out of the season. Yeah, he said, not until I finish winter. And I go, okay, how much long do you have? And you said, five days. I'm like, all right, sounds good. It took good. like five hours. I walked away, <laughs> came back like an hour later, and you were still on day 25. Wait, that was Christmas. Quimmus. So that day, that day is a festival day. The festival day is... Always seem to take longer because you know the right because there's no real time limit doesn't on. exist on those days. You time take as exist. times a flat circle. Take as long as you want on those days. Um, and some of the festivals you do like to take your time on, like especially the Halloween one. What's that one called? Hallow's Eve, I think. That's what they call. No, them. Spirits Eve. Hallow's Eve is what they call it. Wow. Yeah, no, 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 it's Spirits Eve. Um, because there's a maze. And you get a prize if you get through the maze. So I took a long time on that one. Um, Christmas, though, you it's like Secret Santa. You're giving someone a gift. Oh, that sounds fun. So I've kind of been cheating. I've been using the wiki. That's not cheating. <laughs> I feel like it's cheating, any, though. Any Minecraft player will tell you that's not cheating. Oh, but it feels so dirty whenever I use it. I'm like, all right, I want this thing to happen. I want to make it happen faster. Let me just look at the wiki I and see how I want to be in love with me. I am trying so hard to marry Elliot. He's going to be mine. So hard. I'm on four hearts right now. Ooh. I unlocked the four heart event. I don't know what that means. So I never do the social stuff in this game. I didn't either until I looked at the wiki. And then I was like, oh, I know how to work the system now. I'm going to do it. Because before, when I was just like throwing stones... 
literally, blindly. Literally throwing rocks. I was just giving people rocks. I was Elliot's like, do you like rocks? Do you like rocks? No, but the wiki will tell you what each person likes and dislikes and like their neutral gifts. So like you can actually gain friendship points by giving them something they like. There's a bug when the game first came out. But wait, I was going to explain the heart thing. Well, I was going to, this is, this is okay. relevant. Right. There's a bug when the game first came out that there's one girl you could give them whatever you wanted and <laughs> and they would eat it. <laughs> so she was like, I love this. It's like <laughs> a like, soggy newspaper and she just <laughs> scarfs it down. Wait, none of them eat your gift though. Like no one eats the gift. If you give them food, they don't eat it? No, they just say, oh, I love this or oh, I hate this. Oh, maybe it was just that they took it. They took what you gave them. Oh, and they just loved everything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember the specifics. <laughs> I want them to eat it. Um, Eat it. No, so like when you do something that the person likes, you gain friendship points and uh, those amount to your hearts, basically. Uh-huh. And I ha- I looked at my stats. I have one heart for a lot of people, and I'm not sure why. And then I have like no hearts for other people, which I also don't know why. And that was like kind of in the beginning of the game when I didn't know what I was doing. You see, I feel like games like this you need a wiki for. Yes. Otherwise, you just don't. I would you don't not understand be, the system. Yeah, no, I would not be as far without the wiki. The wiki has definitely helped, but I still feel like I'm cheating because some of the stuff I figured out on my own and I felt really accomplished when I did. But some of this other stuff, it would have taken me like in game years to figure out. Like I would still not be allowed in Elliot's house if it wasn't for the wiki. Because you're only allowed in the people's houses if you're good enough friends with them. Ooh. Yeah. So I read on the wiki. Friends with benefits. Spoiler alerts. Uh, that if you want to get in with Elliot, you got to give him some presents. And then you can get to two hearts, I believe. At two hearts, you can enter the person's bedroom. The chambers. And in this case, it's Elliot's house because he lives in a one-room shack. And so. Well, that's a nice way to describe it. Hey, he's a writer living by the sea. He doesn't need anything much, just a pencil and a piece of paper. And he's so pretentious. Like, I hate him. But, <laughs> but the, he must be mine. But the guys in that game, there are literally no choices. Elliot is the best. There's no competition? No. Like, what I feel about like... Pierre? And th- this is the only thing that bugs me about this game. What about Lewis? No. This is the what only thing. What about the homeless stop. guy? No, stop. This is a problem. All the girls in that game look the same. Robin, Jody, Leah, I can't tell them apart because they're all vaguely redheads and they're all women. So they're like eight pixel sprites all look the same. I'm like, who are you again? I'm just impressed you remember their names. They all look the same. And it's like, God, all these women are literally the same. And I want to say there's more women than men that you can marry, but I might just be making that up. Some Stepford Wives shit going on there. It feels like that because the women all seem like appealing. And then on the men, it's like there's Harvey. He's the like pharmacist guy, so he's like nerdy and shy. And then there's the blacksmith, Clint. He's, oh yeah, Clint. He's nerdy and shy and also fat. <laughs> he's also nerdy and shy. He's just reading graphic novels of his anvil. <laughs> and and then there's uh and then there's Elliot, obviously. It's like El- the best Alex, one. And then there's Alex. Okay. So there's Alex, the douchebag frat boy, and then there's Sebastian, the emo, like stupid kid you know the two dynamics in high school but there's that angle (laughs) that's all there is there's that angle on the girl side too there's Haley, she's the preppy blonde girl and then there's abigail the goth purple hair girl i feel like i'm in a nightmare right now (laughs) why why you explain to me the social dynamics of the npcs and then there's the poor guy shane he's poor like that's his thing he's poor yeah he he wears like a fucking like yellow uh 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 rain jacket no, he has like a blue ratty sweatshirt with the Jojo Mart logo on it. Wait, then who's and he has a the five o'clock shadow. who's the bum that lives in the tent? That's Linus. Oh yeah, I think that's Linus. No, you can't marry him. Damn it. Um, my my dreams. No, yeah, I mean like some of the guys I would marry, but they're unmarriable. Like Demetrius, that's the guy I wanted first. He's the only black guy in town. <laughs> <laughs> he was like my number one pick, and then I realized you can't marry him. And I found this out because I read the wiki. Demetrius is, is Robin's second husband, 
who is Sebastian's stepdad, who is Mero's dad, and Mero and Sebastian are half siblings. Why? <laughs> and Dylan's eyes are glazing over. Why? Who's so? Well, all I'm saying is the guys are slim pickings. Oh, they always are, dear. They always and are. And the girls, it's just like they're all the same bimbos. They always. just got like vaguely different looks and characteristics. Happy International Women's Day. <laughs> hey, I wore red today. There were a lot of a lot of my female coworkers weren't there today, and I wasn't sure if it was because they were taking their CPA exams or oh, because yeah. they were taking the day off because of International Women's Day. So can I speak a little bit on that? Sure, go ahead. So I'm a teacher. I'm well, a teacher. I'm about to be a teacher. I'm I'm about teacher. And it seems like this isn't a day for teachers to take off because like it's not like you're really making a statement. You're just kind of inconveniencing children and their families. And so it didn't like seem appropriate for teachers to take off, but power to the schools that closed because they had so many teachers taking days off. Alexandria closed. <laughs> and I think a county in North Carolina did too. But I think Alexandria like knowingly closed, like not because yeah. they were understaffed, but because no, we're going to close school. And for Richmond Public Schools, they weren't giving any paid leave time off today. Like, if you took off today, you didn't get paid. Which is like, if you really want to make a stand and you can do that, go for it. Like, more power to you. Um, You're not being paid anyway, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, usually if you take a sick day or a personal day, you still get paid. No, you don't get paid. Well, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the teachers. Oh, okay. No, I don't get paid. I'm a student. I'm a student teacher. So it didn't matter either way if I took off. Who cares if a student doesn't come to class? The teachers? <laughs> but our principal was so nice. The day before, she was like, you know, if you don't come to school, whatever. If you do come to school, wear jeans and sneakers. And All right. Yeah, and it's Casual whatever. day. Like, we're going to make do. And then we took a, a school photo, like, before school started. All the faculty, we took a photo together. Um. And that was nice. It sounds nice. Yeah. I really want to work at the school I'm at. I think you're it's I think it's growing on you. Thanks. I think you're 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 liking it a lot. Yeah. With all the tiendas and everything next oh, door. The tienda is so nice. They may have they have such good tortillas. I still haven't bought any. But they look good. And Anna said they were good. Uh well so I So what have you been playing, Dylan? <laughs> let me well <laughs> let me tell you. Okay. Uh I played in the past couple weeks. I tried playing Stardew Valley one night, but I was super tired and I didn't have the faculties to to do anything in that mm -hmm. game. So I turned it off and then I installed uh V V V V V V V V V V V V V I think it's six V's. I thought it was five. I think it's six. Okay. But you might be right. You're the one that played it. But so it's like, it's like, um, I don't know the developer's name. Will mentioned him in a previous episode. Uh, he made Super Hexagon. Um, and so his games are kind of like notorious for like ramping up in difficulty to get really, really hard. And this game, it's the premise is kind of like uh, The Swapper, mm -hmm. where it's a, it's a, it's a side scrolling game. Uh, side-scrolling platforming puzzle game where you're this captain of the ship and like something happens and you have to navigate these kind of Metroidvania-esque levels. So there's like a big grid map and you and you reveal the map as you explore each uh, box area. And the game, the, the character is very simple. He looks basically like a gingerbread man, but everything is kind of rendered in uh, Atari 2800 graphics. So it has that kind of fidelity, same fonts, everything like that. And the platforming is basically when you press the jump button, instead of jumping, the character uh, reverses gravity. So then he gravitates towards the ceiling. And then if you hit jump again, he gravitates towards the floor. So all the puzzles are based around that. And there are like traps, like spikes and stuff like that. And it's fairly liberal with its checkpointing system. So you'll, there'll be a checkpoint at least in every other room. So you can kind of So you can die freely. You can you can die pretty freely. And the whole point is to find all of your uh 
your crew members and collect them all. <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Yeah. But it's <laughs> Dead a pre- crew members? It's a pretty, no, they're alive. Oh, okay. But it's a pretty, pretty uh, large map that you can explore in. So I played that for an evening and that was fun. And then I bought uh, the Telltale Batman series. But did you play it? I finished it. What? Yeah. That was quick. I finished in like two days. Oh my God. Yeah. When was this? Like three weekends ago. Oh, all right. Two or three. So I played that. No, I think it was the weekend. It was the weekend before playthrough. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Mm, that was like eons ago. It was. I played that. Really liked it. It was. It was on sale. So that's why I bought it. Um, I really like Batman, and this is a good depiction of Batman. It does the kind of um, the Dark Knight kind of realism really well, and it mixes in like some good elements from like it just basically kind of takes the best elements from a lot of them, from a lot of the different ones. So like. Batman's voice uses the voice modulator that kind of became mainstream in Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. He has the holographic lenses that he can turn on and off that you see in like uh, in the Dark Knight. He has the cape. Cape's cool. It doesn't clip. What? It doesn't clip. Like through him? Uh huh. No. Okay, good. Uh, Two Face. The Two Face in this game is kind of modeled after the one in the Dark Knight. The penguin in this game is kind of modeled after the one in Gotham, that TV show. Not after Danny DeVito? No. Damn. So he's not like comically fat and squat. He's mm. like this young, slim, proper see, Englishman. No, see, that's like the ideal penguin to me is Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. Well, that's why Danny DeVito was in that movie. <laughs> but no, I like this depiction of penguin because like penguin was one of the, one of the characters that kind of like didn't make much or one of the villains that didn't make much sense. Like, Yeah, what is his backstory? I, I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Well, it's because the problem with a lot of those characters is that their backstory just keeps changing. So, like, what about Eraser Man? What's his backstory? Uh, the Eraser or the Eraser? I don't know. What about Condiment Man? <laughs> Condiment Man is a joke villain. He, he, I think, he was made for like a single run. Oh, okay. Well, he made it into the Batman movie yeah, or Lego Batman movie. Lego Batman. Oh, can we talk about that? Well, let me let me finish. Yeah, this. later, but <laughs> later. Let's put it on the docket. I don't know how long I want this to run though, because I'm kind of falling asleep. Okay, that's fair. Uh, and I got a pack. I haven't packed for Boston yet. Oi. The uh, sorry, I'm just blanking out. But I really so I, th- at the beginning, like episode or two, it's kind of like, all right, this is okay. It's not really catching me. The they build a relationship between him and Catwoman that kind of like kind of edges you into like the romance pretty quickly with her that you can straight up deny, which is mm-hmm. what I did. But then there's a scene later on that's much more intimate. And then you can kind of reassert the romance if you want to. Mm-hmm. And then I did it there. Mm-hmm. And it was much better done at that point. And I think they, good on Telltale, or good on the writers in this game for kind of planning ahead for people rejecting the romance at the outset. Or being creepy and taking it too early. Yeah. Which I don't think they do. When when it first occurs, I don't think it's done too... It's done maybe... or It's it's stereotypically done. Mm -hmm. Because basically they get into this bar fight together. And then they kind of of have a connection. But this is after they've like had a couple run-ins with one another already. Mm -hmm. But that seemed... That seemed very stale from a writing perspective. So I, I didn't want to engage in it. So you can just, there's basically an option like to kiss her or not kiss her. And I said, don't kiss her. Mm-hmm. And then there's a point later where like you guys almost die. Mm-hmm. And then like you hide out in her apartment. Got to raise the stakes. Yeah. Raise the stakes for Dylan. Big meaty stakes. <laughs> and, it, but, and it was much better done there. I feel like they introduced a, one too many villains because there's Two-Face, there's I mean, Catwoman's not really a, a villain. She's more of an anti-hero on this. There's the Penguin. Then there's Lady Arkham, who's this new character they they made for it. And then the Joker makes a brief appearance in one of the episodes. But the Joker isn't really... Uh, the Joker actually is more your friend in this game than he is a villain. Because you meet him when you're committed to Arkham. Uh, so, Batman spoilers, if, if it wasn't already clear. The... Uh, 
And that interaction is really good because he kind of, because they don't call him the Joker. Like he has the white skin and the green hair and everything, but he's a much less manic version of the Joker than you normally see and much less demented. He's just kind of silly. And like he looks like he looks normal, whereas like a lot of the depictions of Joker, he's his features are, are done up really over exaggerated, especially with the smile and stuff. But this one, he still had kind of like the locked in smile, mm-hmm. but it was more realistic and it wasn't like the the very dark, serious like um, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger version or depiction of him. Even, even though I like that version of the Joker. But there's a really good scene where you're, he, you're planning how to break out of Arkham. And he wants you to make a phone call to try to get you out. And so what he does is he plans a distraction. So he comes up to this character. So you meet all of these like minor villains inside Arkham. So like the ventriloquist you meet. And you meet uh, Victor Zaz and like one or two others. And Victor Zaz is interesting because what he does is that whenever he kills someone, he cuts himself on his body. He, like, scars himself purposely. So there's, like, all these count marks over his body to, like, um, tell people how many people he's killed. Mm-hmm. But they play on that in a really funny way because the Joker, who in the game is called um, John Doe, because he, he, doesn't mm-hmm. have a, he doesn't have a name, so they mm-hmm. just call him John Doe. Comes up to Zaz and he's like, hey Zaz, what would happen if you prematurely marked yourself before you killed someone? He's like, what are you talking about? And then he has like some sort of like shank or something and cuts him on the cheek. And Zaz like freaks out. Like, like where ha- the teardrop would be? No, 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 no. Just like, just like right <laughs> on like the middle of the oh, cheek. Oh, okay. But he like freaks out and has kind of like a mental breakdown because like he feels unbalanced. He uh-huh. feels, he feels like so asymmetrical. So he's got to kill someone Yeah, so he just like leaps, he leaps at one of the other uh, patience and tries to kill him. Cool. But it's, it's really interesting because, yeah, like that character is like a little weird and maybe kind of dumb, but it's it's an interesting premise. Like it's an interesting psychosis mm-hmm. and it's an interesting way to take advantage of that psychosis. Psychosis? Psychosis? I think it's just one psychosis. So, yeah. So I really liked it. Um, I also played a little bit of Night in the Woods the other night. In the woods. I saw what your dad looked like. Yeah. He's a cat. Because you have a journal. It's like a cat with a hat on, basically. That's his dad. Yeah, I have a hat on. He has glasses on. Oh, okay, glasses. Some dad object was on him. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache. It was either hat or glasses. Wrench, <laughs> beer can. Something stereotypically dad. I really like that game. There's uh, Kotaku does this thing sometimes where they do pull quotes, like pull quotes for fake reviews for the game that they pull. Pull quotes or they pull quotes? Pull quotes. They pull quotes. They pull them. Okay. From the comment section on their website. And the one they used was, if you're depressed in your 20s, this is the game for you. Oh, okay. Which is, it's just like. Are you trying to tell me something? No, it, <laughs> no. It's, this game is like, it's like Juno. It's like one of those kind of mm-hmm. like somber. Well, it seems like. Young adult. Some kids. Having a night in the woods, and that's why it's called that. And based on the trailer, that's what it looked like. It's like some kids running around the woods, having some adventures. No, it's more nuanced than that. Okay. So the character you play as May, she um, she dropped out of college. She was like a sophomore, ah. and she's coming home. See, I was thinking it was like high school age kids. Uh-uh, no. Okay. And so it's just about her kind of like going back to her small podunk town and like trying to reconnect with friends and trying to like figure out that there's that there's a supernatural element that I haven't run into yet. Well, kind of because there's a scene very early on where you got, you guys go to a diner together mm-hmm. and when you walk out of the diner, there's just an arm on, just, on the ground. Is it bleeding? Well, not, no, not the way they render it. And it's then just the, a, a cleanly severed arm. Yes. Just on the sidewalk. What kind of arm? Cause they're like different animals. looks like like a paw. So, it right, looks like so it's like a cat. A cat or a dog or something. Oh, okay. Are there dogs in this game? I don't know. But, and then there's a mini game where you poke it with a stick. <laughs> so it's just you poking it from different angles. Wait. And there's physics. This is a mini game? Yeah. 
And there's like physics engaged on the arm, so the arm like bends properly at, <laughs> at the joint and like gets pushed around on the screen. Ew. And, it, and then once you like finish the mini game, which there's like a win state for yeah, it. Yeah, what's the win state? You gotta push its sleeve up, and there's like a tattoo. So on there's the a arm. also cleanly severed sleeve yes. on this arm. Yes, it's very, it's a very like simplified, minimalistic arm because okay. just it's basically just a paw with Popped a, off a, doll. With, a with a rectangle. Mm-hmm. For an arm, and then at the very end, there's just a single bone oh, okay. sticking out. Very nice. Yeah. So, and then, and then the cops come up, which your, the, like major police officer in the town is May's aunt, which she f- refers to as Aunt Mall Cop. <laughs> so, so that's the kind of humor in the game. It's like uh-huh. it's just very like sarcastic and like kind of Juno esque. Anti twenty something, yeah, like anti adult on the world, anti authority kind of thing. Yeah. Like there's there's a part there's a part I've seen in trailers where they go to the back of an old like abandoned grocery store and they just uh, hit fluorescent light tubes with a bat. That sounds like fun. So it's just shit like that, and it's cool. It's funny. And is I, that I, a mini game too? You think it might be, but like a lot of the mini games are like separate screens where there's like a, a view. So like, there's a lot of stuff that you can interact with, that cuts to a view of just May's paw, and then you move May's paw. Like, there's a newsstand at one point, and you can move May's paw around and like grab the newspapers or grab like. And there's like a bulletin board above it, and you can like look at that stuff. And it's really and it's really cool, to, well done. Or there's like a mini game that's basically Rock Band, where it's like a very simplified note highway, and there's four character portraits next to the note highway, and it's May and all of her friends playing a song. So I don't know if you've played this game long enough to come to a conclusion about this, but how do you feel about games where they use mini games to further the story as opposed to like real gameplay? I don't know what you mean. Like what? Give, so, give me an example. Most games, there's like gameplay throughout and some story peppered in. But then with games that are heavy on story... You kind of have to sacrifice the gameplay, maybe. And what if a game relies too much on just mini games and not actual gameplay? I mean, it's different strokes for different folks. Like, I mean, because what it sounds like is this game is all mini games. Yeah. Oh, well, there's light platforming too in the regular. So there's like a uh, like a platforming challenge very early on that was kind of difficult for me to figure out until I found out that there's basically a triple jump mm-hmm. like on your third jump you jump higher and once i figured that out i was able to get through the the platforming uh puzzle the environment puzzle so i think i think this has a good balance of story in in game i'm personally not the one that thinks walking simulator is like a, a pejorative term like i like games that are very simplified in their interfaces and right, interactions but is that fun well, like I said, it's different structure, different folks. Okay. It depends on what you define as fun. I personally find a game, if a game has a interesting, enthralling original narrative, I don't really care as much what the interactions are, unless the interactions are like, like aggressively difficult or bad mm-hmm. or something. Like if a game, the game feels repetitive or very hostile to the player in a in a in a offensive way. I don't care how good the story is, I might not finish it. Or horror games. Horror games the same way. Like what, I wouldn't I wouldn't play a horror game even if the story is good. What you said exactly encompasses what I thought the Game of Thrones uh game was it Telltale? Yeah. Yeah. That was basically like hostile story decisions that you have to make and like mini games sprinkled throughout and that was basically the entire game. And I think that's why I didn't come back to it. Oh, did you not finish it? No. I got to the part where Ramsey shows up. Ramsey. And I couldn't take the stress, <laughs> so I stopped. Uh, yeah, that one's a little more stressful. That one's more in line with, like, the Walking Dead games. You might like... Uh, you probably like Batman. Well, no, I take that back. No, I would not. You might like... <laughs> they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy one. Mm. So you might like that. You might like the Minecraft one. Minecraft one's interesting. I've only played like half of the first See, episode. See, I need to play Minecraft first. You never played Minecraft? I've watched my brothers play. I have actually never played Minecraft. 
Because I've only had it because my brothers had it. And of course, they're not going to let me play. We have Minecraft. We do? Well, it's on this iMac, but I mean, I can just... <gasps> I can just buy it for the PlayStation. Don't tell me that. I still have like three months left in the semester. Well, it's... Then don't play it. All right. But yeah, Night in the Woods is really good. There's a really good scene at the beginning. So you, you get in the town in a bus depot and your parents forgot to pick you up. So you have to walk home. Aw. Wait, are there no cell phones in this universe? I think no. Well, she has a laptop. But no cell phone. Maybe there was some narrative conceit like her phone was dead or something. I don't remember. Because she like tries going up to the pain phone. Someone like has ripped the phone. Well, if there's a pay phone still... Probably but she on. has a laptop. She has like a modern right, laptop. Right, but maybe it's on that transition period between cell phones and pay phones. But I don't know why she would have a modern laptop then. I don't know. Anyways, so she's in the bus depot and she walks up to the exit and there's a uh, anthropomorphic bird man who's like the handyman and he's fixing the door. I think at this point you can just say bird. He's a bird man. Because there are animals in this game. He So the, the character's a bird. And she walks up and she's like, when's the door going to fi- be fixed? And he goes, when you get me a soda? <laughs> and she's like, am I paying for this soda? So this is basically the guy laying in the middle of the road begging for coffee. Yes. It's the old <laughs> man. It's the old man in Pokemon. <laughs> I haven't had my coffee yet. Uh, I used to be so thrown off by that. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, do I have to weird. go find him the coffee? And then Wait, like, how do you get the coffee? You have to engage in a battle with Gary. And he gives you coffee. No, 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 no. That's like that's the state. That's the switch. That's the that's the flag to tell the the um the old man to switch states. So what you do is you walk left out of Viridian City, and to the left of Viridian City is the Pokemon League. And when you walk up to the Pokemon League, Gary confronts you and says, "Hey, you don't have enough badges to go to the Pokemon League yet." And then you guys have a, your first, well, your second battle after the battle in Professor Oak's office. And then, no matter if you win or lose, uh, he says, smell you later, and then he leaves, and then you go back to Viridian City, and the old man's out of the way. And then he asks, do you want me to teach you how to catch Pokemon? So you never bring him coffee. You never bring him coffee. The coffee uh-huh. was just a conceit that they created for what? him for him to be on the ground. What? Which is great, because all they did was take his sprite and just rotate it 90 degrees so it looked like <laughs> he was laying on the ground. I always thought that was the coolest thing. Like, when... Because cause that game builds expectations, you know, old games like that. There's like there there's a rule set of how things are gonna work, and, and when, that broke. And when the things rule break set. the rule yeah. set, I think they're fascinating. Yeah. And and you know they had to do it. It's yeah. It's like like when you're in the uh, like when you use the teleport pads and like Sabrina's gym or in the Silphco building, and you just spin around and then you shoot up into the air, stuff like that. It's like stuff that's not in the basic movement set. It's interesting. See, so, yeah, I like Stardew Valley because you would actually have to bring them coffee. Right. Like you'd have to figure out how to get coffee or how to buy it. Gotta and buy then, the and grounds. Then bring it. Yeah, brew it. That's, that's what I like to do. And that would be in, probably in something like the new Zelda game. I could see that happening because there's a lot of puzzles based around that. We have to kind of logic your way out of it. Ooh, the new Zelda game. Yeah, I just got it. Oh, it's in this shiny new box. It's in this box. It's in this Amazon box. It's, it was supposed yeah, to come yesterday. It's not shiny. Well, the tape is shiny. I'm gonna I'm gonna open her up. It's grabbing the keys. It's the worst unboxing video ever. <laughs> He's trying to cut the tape, <sighs> but car keys aren't very sharp. Try to have There's keys. a box cutter right over there. Uh-uh, I put it away. No, it's right. It's right next to that case. Right there. Right there. You see it? He's getting the box cutter. Good you. Don't cut the game. It's not like the game is just free floating in there. There is, I was reading some tweets uh, online today that were complaining about how stupid it is when you buy games online. And then you do an unboxing on a podcast? No. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) When you buy games online, like if you buy physical copies, like within a week or two, they're already lower price, but digital storefronts don't discount as quickly. Uh huh. So if I went and, you know, I got this for $47 because of Amazon's like pre-order thing. 
like if you if you buy a game before it's released, you get a like a 15 20% discount. So are you saying you're part of the problem? No. This no, this is the thing. Oh. But like if I were to buy this digitally, it would still be $60. Right. Because there's no scarcity. Right. Or there's no there's I mean no, that makes total sense. Not not scarcity. There's no inventory. Right. That makes total sense. But well, it makes, you are paying a higher premium for the convenience of it being digitally downloaded to your No, be on the side of the consumers. So the best example <laughs> oh, was so, okay. All right. So the best example was someone tweeted a photo of uh I wanted to say it was Titanfall 2. It was some EA game. And on Amazon, you could buy the game through you could buy a digital download code through Origin, which is their PC uh um, platform mm-hmm. or you could buy an origin code on a printed piece of paper that they would mail to you in a box for half the price it was the same code but because there's a limited room for inventory for physical items the physical version the physical version of a that's disgusting. code that's disgusting. was half the price of just buying the code. That's disgusting. And that's the problem is that the digital storefronts aren't competing like that. I mean, Steam competes because Steam can does pretty significant sales. But like for the most part, for like Origin, the PlayStation Store, or the Xbox Store, they don't they don't discount nearly as soon and nearly as yeah. or or not nearly as heavily. As and, you do. And that makes sense. I see why that happens. But it's also sad because you could save on so many resources and wasted paper if that like wasn't even an option. I feel like you're judging my box right now. I am. Look at all that cardboard and all that extra paper on the top. Cardboard. So that you don't cut the game accidentally with your box cutter. You going to break down that box? It's so pretty. I'm not playing this until I get back from PAX. <laughs> Let me see. There's no point in me even starting it. You hear that? Mint in the box. Well, it's not going to be if you shake the disc out of its oh, tray. Oh, It's been in a box it's being thrown around. Been in a, in a box. In a shipping truck. I don't even know why I pay for Amazon Prime in one day delivery. Yeah, it got here in two days. Wow. I have no interest in Zelda games. Oh, you might like this. I've never liked a Zelda game. But this one's very different. Mm. There's crafting. Mm. There's cooking. Mm. You can cook stuff. Yeah, but Stardew Valley, I think, has my interests okay. for a long time. That's fine. Now like, I don't I want to beat Stardew Valley. I don't know if you can, but I want to beat it. Okay. It is my goal in life. You know what? That's fine because I can play this on the Wii U tablet, so I don't have to fight you for the TV. I've only beat one game in my life. It's going to be the Simpsons game. I have I didn't beat that game. Road Rage? I didn't beat that game. Unfortunately, like I played my heart out of that game. I still couldn't get Mr. Burns' car. Is it Shrek? Yes. It was Shrek 2. Not even Shrek 1. It was Shrek 2. Not even Shrek 1, <laughs> Wendy. <laughs> it was Shrek 2. And I think it was on a rental. <laughs> That's silly. Yep, that's the only game I've ever like completed. Well, I'm excited to play this <laughs> when I get back from PAX. We didn't get a Switch. The Switch came out. Yeah, nah. Would you want one? No. I'm going to get no. one. I'm going to get one. No. I'm going to get one. Oh, my God. Mario. You get on me about my original Xbox, and you're going to go and buy a Switch? I get Switch. When you already have a Wii and a GameCube and a PlayStation. Switch it up. Gotta switch it up. Then you gotta let me set up the Xbox. I've never not let you set up the oh, Xbox. Oh, okay. I haven't. What about my DDR mats? You can set them up if you put them away. Uh, when you're done. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I wanna leave them out. Nope. Man. If there's any DDR at PAX this year, <gasps> we're gonna take a picture of it. You gotta play for me. I gotta play. No, and not that rip off stupid diagonal DDR. The real deal. What was it even called? Omni Omni or something like that. Omni Omni. <laughs> para Par. It's not Para Par. That's the one where you use your hands. Oh, that was at that was at Magfest. No, fuck that game too. No. <laughs> Feet or die. What about uh, Taiko Drum Masters? Actually, that game is fun. I would like to play that. 
I've never played it, but I've seen people play. Watch that fun. crazy video oh, of that yeah. guy. That was crazy. Playing on like the highest difficulty. Oh my god. All right. I guess I should pack for packs now. Mm. That seems like a good idea. We'll uh we're gonna catch do, you on the flip side. We'll catch you on the flip side. We're gonna do some recordings at, at PAX. And then we'll do the panel and we should have some more uh recordings intermittently throughout PAX. And then Come back in Monday. Hooray. Hooray. I'm excited. For me? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to like live stream this panel? No. What time is the panel? 3 p.m. On Friday? On Friday mm. at the Cuttlefish Theater. <laughs> Theater. So when can I hear the panel? After it's been recorded. When's that going to be up? I don't know. Mm, okay. Depends on what, what, how busy I am and how willing I am at night to edit the podcast. <laughs> True. The recordings. <laughs> True. I might just, I'll probably put some of them up. You just might find another Nick and Nora go crash a wedding movie and go watch that. <laughs> Nick and Nora fuck up a wedding. <laughs> Make some baked chicken, drink some champagne, and hit the hay. Yeah, we got a free bottle of champagne with our hotel room. Oh, it was nice. That was weird. But I don't like champagne. I didn't like it either. Neither does Dylan. Ugh. <laughs> it's like bad grape juice. It's like the worst kind of wine. Like, I like wine and I like bubbly, but I don't like it together. Like bubbly. All right. Wendy, thank mm. you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me. Ward Podcast, episode 74. Stop. <laughs>